Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The New International Version says, For the Spirit of God gave us, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Everyone say timid but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Amen. Amen. The Lord is challenging, challenging my heart. And I am nervous that as I get a little bit older, there might be a tendency on the Bible school students and these young Young ministers, God bless you. And those that aren't in the Bible school, but they're just sitting over here anyway. I appreciate that. And the older I get, that there might be a tendency for me to become timid. I'm not going to use the word fearful in the King James, but I like that word timid. I don't believe this is the hour for us to be timid. I don't believe this is the hour for the church to be timid. Praise God. Lord, I love you tonight. I thank you for this incredible opportunity to minister to this wonderful district. And I'm thankful for those that have come, Lord, to be here. And I pray, God, you anoint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anoint my heart, Lord. Anoint my mind to share your word and your thoughts to these precious people, I pray. Bless the Atlantic District, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Thank you, Sister Lisa Brewer, for making my slide for me. And if you're not watching at home, uh, you're in trouble. Fear, fear can be a, it can be a paralyzing, paralyzing thing. Um, several years ago, we took a, a youth group, our youth group there in Perth, and we loaded them all in a van, and we went to Mount Carlton. And we were... Uh, Going to have a big day. How many of you have climbed Mount Carlton? Many of you have climbed Mount, few of you. <clears throat> we were going to have a, a big day. And um, there's two ways you can go. There's the, there's the walking trail up. It's kind of a leisurely stroll. You just, kind of, you just kind of go. And then there's a little more challenging trail. And so I said to... Sister Farrell, I said, I'm, I'm going to take the more challenging trail. I, I've always been kind of one that just, you know, if the water's cold, I'm just going to jump in. I'm not going to inch my way in. Uh, last <clears throat> couple weeks ago, we went to Newfoundland, Brother Lewis and I, and I had purposed in my heart before I left here <clears throat> that I was going swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. It was cold. 
when the native individuals of Newfoundland tell me I'm nuts, I should have listened. <clears throat> but Brother Lewis was there. He'll stand and testify and witness to the fact that I, uh, I bailed in. I have never felt such instantaneous cold. <clears throat> but that's the way I'm, I roll. I'm going to jump in. Uh, I uh, just, bang, let's go. Okay, so anyway, uh, we were climbing Mount Carlton. We got halfway up Mount Carlton. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. <laughs> if I get down there and can't get up, <clears throat> and that has been known to happen. <clears throat> uh, we got halfway up, and there was a rock section there, and... Uh, there was a lady spread on that rock section and she would not move. And her fiancé, they were newly engaged, I found out, was uh, encouraging her. Would you come on? You're holding things up. You're not going to fall, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter what he said, how much reason and rationale. It didn't matter. She wasn't going nowhere. She was going to die on Mount Carlton. She had made up her mind. There was no amount of convincing her that she was safe. She was not moving. I, I want to come tonight, and I'm, I, I love to enjoy and laugh, but I'm very passionate about what the Lord has laid on my heart this evening. The enemy of our soul knows that he does not stand a chance against the people of Almighty God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, the enemy knows, thank you for that hand clap of praise to the Lord. Uh, the enemy knows that God's people are the most made-up-minded people that there is. God knows that his people will do whatever he tells them to do. He said, Noah, build me an ark. And Noah said, where do you want it and when do I start? God's people will spend a lifetime working for him. Uh, Job lost everything, and in the end, he still honored God. God's people will step into a Red Sea. God's people will face down a Goliath. God's people will kill a thousand Philistines. God's people will march into a fiery furnace or a lion's den. They'll step out and walk on water. They'll rock a jailhouse with praise. They'll kill a 450 prophets of Baal. I'm telling you, God's people will do anything God tells them to do. Praise the Lord. But if you get God's people afraid... Or timid, Elijah was so afraid that he, uh, he went and hid himself, isolated. The Bible says he went down and left his servant, and then he walked a day out into the desert. 
Man, you're pretty fed up with God's work when you do that. Felt like that a couple times myself, but. And in this scripture, in this scripture, Timothy had apparently developed a timid spirit. And Paul said, I'm going to give you some instruction. He said, I'm going to tell you to stir up some gifts that I've put into your life. Timothy, there's some things you need to fan in your heart. There's some things, one translation said, you've got to fan the flame. Your flame is going out and you've got to stir it and you've got to fan it. And I feel like if nothing else, the Lord has asked me to come here tonight and blow the fan of the fire of the Holy Ghost into somebody's heart tonight. Amen. This is not the hour to be timid. This is not the hour to, uh, to sit on our hands. This is not the hour to, to become silent about the things of God. We ought to proclaim it as strong as we've ever proclaimed it. My God is a healer. My God is a miracle worker. My God is a saving God. This is the hour of revival in the kingdom of almighty God. Praise the Lord. Now, Brother Arnold would say, what's, what's wrong with the rescue statues? Oh, I'm telling you, something ought to, Brother Locke, something ought to move in our heart. Something ought to stir in us. I stood a couple weeks ago, and uh, Brother Lewis and I were in a, we were in a motel room there in Corner Brook, Newfoundland. And, and I say this very respectfully. Brother Lewis turned 78 here just a few weeks ago. And uh, we, we, were, we were bombing across Newfoundland. We were having a time of our life. And he, uh, we pulled into Corner Brook to take a break. And, and I, I'm, I, was, I was running my legs off just trying to feed him and keep him going and, and, and things. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm running my legs off driving, feeding him food and, and, and clothing and warmth and, and, and I'm sweating and everything else. And I walk in. I've got four bags of food. And he's standing at the window. 78 years old. He said, oh, if I was a young man. Oh, if I could start it all over. Look at this city, Brother Farrell. Look what we could do for the work of God. And I'm telling you, something began to stir in me. He's 78 years old. There isn't a timid bone in his body. He's ready to tackle the devil of Cornerbrook and get a revival going there. Something ought to get in my heart tonight. I'm going to fan some things in my soul. Wouldn't you like to retire and kind of kick back? Oh, and he stand at the window saying, oh, God, if you'd just give me another 30 years, I'd come over here and I'd knock the old devil in the eye. I'm telling you, it's time in 2020, fan the flame of fire of the gifts. Woo! Somebody worship the Lord with me here a little bit. I was feeling a little bit nervous a few minutes ago, but now I'm feeling bold. Feeling like losing this jacket, rolling up my sleeves a little bit. But something's stirring in my soul. I walked around the church this week there in Perth, and this was stirring in my mind. And, and uh, oh, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, it was just everybody, oh my, it's, 
And I'm, I'm walking around the altar of the church there, and I'm feeling the, the weight of things and the worry of things and concern about things and on the move of God and wanting revival in Perth and wanting things to happen and shake and go. And, uh, and it just, I just felt like the enemy was sitting on the front pew kind of chuckling at me. And uh, so I, I just started saying, God, you're the almighty God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I was kind of by myself. And by the end of it, if somebody walked in, they'd have thought I was loony because I was started kind of timid. And uh, Lord, you're the almighty God. And after about 15 minutes of that, I was shouting it. Lord, you're the almighty God. You are the almighty God. And something began to fan in my spirit. Bunch of Pentecostals walking around, timid, thinking that we need to, uh, you know, kind of accommodate and compromise and work a deal. No, sir. The kingdom of God is violent, and the violent take it by force. And it's time for the church once again in this season, in this hour, to fan that flame. Hallelujah. Praise. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says that fear is a part of, of the last days. Luke says that in the last days, men's hearts will faint or fail them because of fear and anxiety. Some fear the future and some fear tomorrow. Some fear sickness and disease and some fear death. Some fear death so much they stop living. Tonight we need to hear a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to challenge us in this service tonight to stir up and fan the gifts that God has placed in our heart. Woo! When Anthony was little, He's uh, <laughs> he's six foot four now, but there was a time that he was two feet tall, and we used to go into Oromacto. He called it Aramardo to the McDonald's, and uh, we'd be in Hoyt, and Anthony would say. Hi, girls, from Perth. Nice to see you here. He'd say, uh, Armardo, Daddy, Pedonals. Armardo, Pedonals. He learned to talk from his mother. <clears throat> and uh, so we'd, we'd jump in the little vehicle there, and we'd drive into Armardo, and we'd go into Pedonals. And they had the little playland there. And uh, there was this big, huge slide in there. It was about three feet tall. And Anthony was about two feet tall. 
And he'd look at that slide, and uh, he wanted to go down that slide so bad. And I would, if I get preaching too long, I, I don't even know what time it is. So, uh, so anyway, he wanted to go down that slide, and we'd sit him on top of the slide, and Sister Farrell would get down, you know, two feet away, and come on, you can come. No, sir, he was locked against that thing. And, uh, well, that just made me mad. Him sitting on top of that slide wanting to go down it so bad. But he was timid, and that, that just made me mad. And uh, so his mother, come on, come on, come on. You, you can't negotiate with two-year-olds. And, uh, and come on, come on, come on, come on. Finally, I walked over and kicked him in the back and slid him down that slide. <laughs> There's something in me, Brother Fowler, tonight. I feel like just... Uh, uh, well, I, I, I was going to say kick you in the backside. That, that's not what I meant. But there's just something in me. I think we're in the hour where we're sitting on the little slide and God's wanting us to do something powerful in this day. And there's something in me that said, come on, Pentecostals. Come on, Pentecostals. Come on, Pentecostals. Stir it up. God's given us something. We're going to fan the flame and do the work of God. Praise God. Man, after I got him down that one time, I couldn't keep him off it. It was up and down, up and down. I think if we got a revelation of what God's going to equip us with in this hour, we would go forth boldly. We would declare things and say things and do things and be things in this hour like we've never. Oh my, I've been here 32 years. I've heard the story of the great revivals in this district. There's something pounding in my heart. Lord, in these last days, would you give it to us one more time? Would you pour it out one more time? Would you send us a mighty revival one more time? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God told Abraham, fear not. God told Isaac, fear not. God told the Israelites at the Red Sea, fear not. God told Ezekiel, be a watchman on the wall and fear not. Preachers, you and I, we're facing the same battles, the same spirits, same things. God's called us to be a watchman in this hour. God's called us to stand and boldly declare the word of the Lord. And if there's something that ought to rise up in us, I would just like to say to you, just like he told Ezekiel, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. Preach it. Preach it. Hallelujah. God told the flocks by night, fear not. He told Mary, fear not. God laid his hand on John and spoke, fear not. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Fear not. God told Isaiah, I'm with you. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. He told him a little bit later on, I created you. I formed you. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. I'd like to look at every one of you in the eye tonight and say, God called you. God created you. God made you. He knows you by name. Hallelujah. Woo. I'm having the time of my life. I don't think I'm going to quit tonight. 
<laughs> a few years ago, I was pastoring in uh, another church. <laughs> I was walking through. <laughs> I was walking through a season, and I needed a word from the Lord. So I remember the service like it was yesterday. I walked in. We did our song service. One time it was so dry, I sang all ten verses to I shall not be moved. <laughs> Jesus is my Savior, I shall not be moved. And uh, I was needing a word from the Lord. <laughs> and in the middle of it, I said, are there any prayer requests? And just now somebody jumped up and gave a message in tongues. And they sat back down. And then they jumped back up again to give the interpretation. And the interpretation went, and I'll never forget it. The interpretation went to brother, uh, uh, the pastor. Um, and I started thinking, yes, God's going to give me a word. And then it kept going. Our, the, uh, um, uh, the Lord says to uh, the leader, uh, the guy standing up behind the pulpit, and the more she went, I thought, and my situation is so bad, an omniscient God has forgotten my name. <laughs> Ain't nobody here been that forgotten from God. But there I was needing a word. And God forgot my name. And I'm here to tell you, that's not the way it is. God said, I've engraven you. I have put you on the palm of my hand. I know where you're at, brother. I know where you're at. I know where you're at. And I know your name. I know your name. Hallelujah. The word of God said, I have called you by name. He says, the hairs on your head are numbered. The psalmist said, Lord, you have searched me. You've known me. You discern my thoughts. The psalmist wrote, and this has become so real to me, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Brian Kinsey wrote several years ago, the only person who can claim no fear is a Holy Ghost-filled child of God. Bruce Howell wrote, he wrote, fear is negative faith. Bobby Moorhead wrote, uh, if we can get our minds stayed on Jesus, if we can meditate on his word, our faith grows and powerful things can be done through his name. No wonder the devil wants you scared to death. 
No wonder the devil wants you to come into church and I don't feel like worshiping tonight. No wonder the devil wants you to come in here and be quiet. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder he wants us silent because he knows if the church will begin to praise, if the church will get bold, if the church will fan the gifts of God and nothing, nothing can stop them. It's not God's will for you to be bound in fear or to be timid. There are souls to be reached. We're living in this hour. If it wasn't God's will for us to be here, he'd have taken us out. But it's his will for us to do a work for him in these last days. I say something ought to rise up in the church and say, if God still has me here, I'm not going to sit around here and twiddle my thumbs. I'm going to get bold. I'm going to stir up the gift of God. And I'm going to do something mighty for God in this last hour. Stir it up. What are those gifts? God has given us power. Several years ago, the Brother Lewis was pastoring the Perth Church, and they were up on the hill, and it was getting full. And Brother Lewis said, I looked down one service, and people were sitting, I think uh, people were sitting on each other's laps, and he said, we got we to gotta build something. And somebody said, there's a piece of property across the river there. And uh, so Brother Lewis said, he said, I, I went over and looked at that property. And I got on one end of the property on this end. And he said, and he's got some pretty good steps and some big old feet. And he, uh, he said, I started at one end of that property and I said, I claim this property in Jesus' name. And he walked, and he'll tell you today how many steps it took him. It's all these years later. He started on one end of that, and he, I claim it in Jesus' name. And then he came back, and I claim it in Jesus' name. I feel like something ought to rise up in us tonight. We need some boot stomping, tramping everywhere my foot goes. I'm going to fan the flame and the anointing of God. Move on me. You folks are turning me into a wild man tonight. I don't act this way. It's because it's my anniversary. I feel, I've, I've survived 32 years. I'm feeling bold tonight and powerful. Praise God. Rodney Shaw wrote, 1997, that the prayers of one dedicated Christian can shake a whole neighborhood, a whole family, a whole company. I'm telling you how many of you have prayed and God has moved on your behalf. Would you stand with me right now and thank God for answered prayer. We are powerful. We have the gift of prayer. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are powerful, Lord. We are powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm powerful. Come on, say it like you're powerful. That was the weakest I'm powerful I've ever heard in my life. Look at him and say, I'm powerful. There, 
You can be seated. It's not anything within me. It's not anything within you. But Paul said to Timothy, it's the gift of God. And the word of the Lord said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this old world. Dunamis, dynamite, beyond human capability, effective ability, capacity. The Old Testament said in Isaiah 9 and 6, he shall be called the mighty God. Praise God. The mighty God. Not weak not timid, not cowering, not silent. I am the almighty God. And there isn't anything that God cannot do. Hallelujah. Paul said, I am weak and I came with fear. But something happened to me when I began to preach Amen. Something came over me. And he said, I preached and shared in the, the, the demonstration and the spirit and the power of Almighty God. You preachers, you preachers, oh, I know what it's like. I, I had here a while ago, we, we had, we had uh, you just have to forgive me, but uh, my wife says it's getting scary. I, I'm getting older. I'm losing my filter. I, I, <clears throat> I just say things now. It, it's, it's bad. But anyway, we, we had the altar area roped off. And I understand it all, and I'm respectful of it all. But I walked onto the platform, and I sat down in the chair, and I looked at those ropes, and I felt like, I felt like the enemy was laughing at me. And, and something moved over me. And I walked up to that pulpit. I said, I need some Holy Ghost filled saints to come up here and rip those ropes down. Social distance while you do it. And something released in that service. Something released in that service. I want you to know God hasn't called you to be timid in 2020. God wants to put a Holy Ghost boldness. The gift of God, Paul said, is power. And it's time that we understand that we are anointed with the Holy Ghost in this hour. I am just trembling up here. I don't know who prayed or who anointed this pulpit or the microphone or what. Whew. Hallelujah. Praise God. Someone say in Jesus' name. Say it again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm deleting stuff here. I'm uh, <clears throat> the Bible says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall take up serpents and scorpions and they shall drink things and it will not harm them. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they will be made. Well, I'm thinking that something ought to rise up in us. A 
boldness. Paul said, Timothy, fan that flame. Stir up that gift. God has put his power in each and every one of you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The day of Pentecost, the day of Pentecost came and there was noise and, and worship and praise and the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues and, and all kind of things. Listen, when the breath of God blows, you can't muzzle that. And you shouldn't muzzle it. You should expect the power of God to move in our midst. Stir it up. Fan it. Blow it. Come on. Get that flame fired up in your heart again. Amen. This isn't the hour to stay home from church. This isn't the hour to just, we can just, you know, we can just kick up our feet here and, and, uh, and enjoy, the, enjy the show while we're eating peanuts and, and popping chips. No, no, sir, I'm going to get in the house of God. I'm going to do it the way I'm allowed to do it. And you can be sure that when I get there, I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to sing. I'm going to shout. I'm going to fan the gift of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second thing Paul told Timothy is that he has given you love, power, love. Paul wrote to the Romans and stated that he was persuaded that nothing could separate us from the love of God. Hallelujah. Jesus loves you. He loves you. There are people who have been sitting at home through this and they're wondering if God even loves them anymore. Jesus loves you. He loves you. I'm not going to do it, but I've got it in my heart right now to sing that old Sunday school song. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible. Brother Stewart, Jesus loves you. He loves you. Brother Price, Jesus loves you. Brother Decker, Jesus loves you. Brother Mills, Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. Brother Brewer, Jesus loves you. Sister Colleen, Jesus loves you. It's one of the gifts of God. Stir it up. Oh, I read this and it, oh, this, this moved me. How many of you remember Brother Willoughby? What a man of God. The other day I came across his statement of faith. It was published in 2015. This was Brother Willoughby's statement of faith. And we know he's gone on to be with the Lord. We know he's gone on to be with the Lord. But this was his statement of faith. You listen to this. Satan, devil, Lucifer, whatever you're called. Your name represents destruction, death, and disease. You kill, destroy, maim, wound, hurt, murder, and slaughter. You are heartless, soulless, without love, mercy, or kindness. Your name represents deceit, deception, and dishonesty. You are a con, a liar, a cheat, and a counterfeiter. You are a fraud, fake, pretender, and phony. You propagate pain and poison, and you don't scare me. Ha! Who Hallelujah. He went on. You are not my God. You are not the Lord of me. You have no authority in my life except by permission. You can't kill, 
you can't hurt or destroy the eternal part of me. I belong to Jesus. He is my redeemer, my rescuer, my restorer, my savior. He is my Lord, my choice. I choose him and I reject you. As for Jesus, I, I'm just reading what he wrote. As for Jesus, I trust him, love him. I love his will. I love his ways. I love his truth. I love his doctrine. I love his holiness. And I am confident in his love. Oh, my Lord, help me. Oh, my Lord, help us. Oh, he goes on to say, I release the prevailing power of prayer, praise, faith, and fasting of God's covenant to wreak havoc into the deepest bowels of every dimension of hell's domain. He goes on, he goes on. Jesus, you are the God of power and strength. I rest in you. I receive today your power, your love, and your mercy, oh God. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands and love the Lord with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has given us the, the gift of love. He goes on to write, I will not fear. <laughs> I'm having a hard time preaching English right now. I will not fear because perfect love Cast out all fear. What is perfect love? Love is when you choose to rest without worry or fear in his ability to perform his will in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will rest in the love of almighty God. Praise God. Praise God. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty, uh, uh, the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He's my God. In Him will I trust. He goes on to write, He hath set His love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver Him. I will set Him on high. Because, here it goes, David said, Because He hath known my Name. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forever more. Endure the saints and angels' song. He has given us the gift of a sound mind. A sound mind. Oh. Oh. I'm hurrying. I got to stop. I don't want to stop. The word of God says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed 
by the renewing of your mind. Fan the gift of a sound mind. Renew it. Get in the presence of the Lord. Renew your mind in the presence of God. Fan the flame of the gift of a sound mind. Years ago, Brother Lewis and I were pastoring together and our church was walking through a difficult time. And one night I was praying and God gave me a vision. It was just a vision of Brother Lewis standing with, with both of his feet on a on like a little canoe type of thing. And there was rapids and he was just standing there with both feet anchored. Getting us through that, that rapid time. He told me later, he said, you know, there were days I had to talk to myself. I had to say, come on, Louie. Keep your head. Keep your mind. There's a way that we can keep our mind. Brother Corcoran was so, so sick. And Sister Corcoran would call, and I'd go up, and uh, here was one of the greatest missionaries that we ever had, and he would say to me, the devil is tormenting my mind. Oh, did that ever grieve me? And I said, I got the remedy for that. And we began to sing and praise the Lord. We would dig out the old hymnal and we would begin to sing those hymns. And just now I'd look over and Brother Corcoran would have his eyes closed. And a little hand would be up in the air. And Sister Corcoran, this giant of a lady, would be just walking around the living room with her hands up praising and magnifying the Lord. And just now there wasn't a devil within a million miles of that house because we, we praised and a sound mind came back to us. The enemy's always wanted the church silent. My mother was walking through a dark, deep time in her life. They had lost everything. And the only way she could make ends meet was scrubbing floors. And uh, in the midst of it, she went out and bought a personalized license plate for a car. And the license plate said, Rejoice! Rejoice! My brothers would tease her a little bit and we'd laugh. Mom's going and getting in the Rejoice Mobile. Going off to clean in the Rejoice Mobile. We didn't really quite get it. But I want to tell you, I get it now. Mom was keeping her mind fixed and stayed on the Lord. And every time she got out there, that car was her praise car. And she would worship God all the way and worship God all the way back in the middle of whatever you're facing. I think there's a, a sound mind that God can give to us. It's a gift if we'll praise him. 
The enemy's always wanted God's people to be quiet. Don't, don't say nothing. They pass laws. They forbid prayer. Pass laws. Command, command idol worship. And, and if you don't do it, we're going to throw you in the fire. And if you don't do it, we're going to throw you in the lion's den. And if you don't do it, you've got to be afraid. And Daniel said, no problem. I'm going to get down. I'm going to pray anyway. And the lion, the Hebrew boy said, no problem. We're going to stand. We're not going to bend. We're not going to bow. We're going to praise and magnify the Lord. And it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be silent. Of course the devil doesn't want you to praise or sing or preach. He knows that's the key to stirring up the gift of a sound mind. Peter and John stay quiet. Don't talk about this. Music team help me. If you'll start playing I'll know I have to quit. Brother Coy, will you come play the bass for us? I have no idea what you're going to play. My job was to get the message, not the song. Do you have a microphone, sister? Okay. Everybody's got their mics? All right. Amen. Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. When was the last time some of you, when was the last time some of you in the last six months have really been filled with the Holy Ghost? Have you gotten timid? Have you gotten timid? When was the last time some of you just, oh, I don't even know how to act it out, but just threw your hands in the air and threw your head back and, and began to pray in the spirit of Almighty God. Come on, Pentecostals, 2020, it's time for you to be timid. 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 No, it's not. Now's the time for us to stand up bolder and louder and stronger than we've ever been. It's a gift from God. It's how I keep my mind. It's how I keep my anointing. It's how I keep the love of God. When was the last time somebody took off running around this church? When was the last time somebody just began to dance and praise the Lord and magnify the Lord? I'm going to be free. I'm going to keep my mind. I'm going to stir up the gift. Alpha, I am the Omega. 
I am he who is. I am he who was. I am here to come. I am the Almighty. I'm the Almighty. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, oh, hallelujah. 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 I could die tomorrow. You could die tomorrow. But right now, I'm going to fan the gifts of God in my life. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. Listen to me. When I was just young, when I was just young, mom and dad took me to a, a Pentecostal church and they placed me in the hands of an anointed Pentecostal Holy Ghost filled baptized in Jesus' name, man of God. And that preacher took me in his arms and he said, I dedicate you to God's kingdom. And he prayed over me in Jesus' name. And when I was eight years old, God filled me with the Holy Ghost and I was baptized in Jesus' name. And at 13 years of age, God called me and put an anointing on my life. And at 17, I went off, 18, went off to Bible school and pledged and dedicated my life to serving God and studying the word of the Lord. And at 18, God called me to a location and a place. And, and I surrendered my life to him. And if you think in 2020, at 53 years of age, I'm going to shut my mouth. You've got another thing coming. I'm going to praise him. I'm Hallelujah. Stir it up. Come on, church. Stir it up. Stir it up. Fan it. It's a gift. Power. Love. A sound mind. A sound mind. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead, that praise is beautiful. Come on, talk in tongues. Stir it up. Let faith arise. Your children aren't going to be lost. They're not going to stay backslid. They're going to come back to God because you have praised and you kept your mind and you poured your love out on them. It's not over, church. It's not done. And we're not going to be silent. We're going to have power and love and a sound mind. Praise God. Come on. Let some faith rise. Let some prayer go forth. Claim some things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I close with this. I close with this, and this wonderful praise team is going to lead us to singing. And I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what we can do. 
But I know in my heart right now, I'm just leaping and skipping across the front. I'm just, I'm just leaping and skipping. I don't know what you're going to do, but I think it's your custom to pray in your pews. And so Brother Lewis and I went to Newfoundland, and, and I wanted to go out in the water so bad. So Brother Dix put us in his boat. We went offshore. He's 78 years old, I think. And uh, we went across this bay. And as I said, I'm not afraid of water. I, and uh, so he's just sitting back there, 78. Got his hand on the little motor there. We're going across the bay. He says, hey, Brother Farrell, how much water do you think is underneath us? I don't know. He said, oh, about 1,500 feet. Praise the Lord. We're in this little boat. And he said, okay, we're going to go across the bay. And Brother Lewis is sitting up there, and I'm sitting there. And we go across the bay. And he said, boy, I think the wind's picking up a little bit. <laughs> now I see that. We go across the bay, and we survive that. And uh, then we, we got to go back across the bay to go back to the dock. So the wind, Brother Locke, really is picking up then. I'm thinking, is Jesus sleeping on this boat somewhere? And I'm thinking if we start to go down, I'm throwing Brother Lewis in first. He's lived a good life. Plus, it'd be kind of fun. And uh, so, so we start across the bay and the waves... And it's, it's not a big boat, but it, you know. And, and Brother Farrell started getting afraid. I hate to admit it. I started getting a little afraid. And the more I watched those waves, the more afraid I got. And then I just turned around, and there's Brother Dix back there. He's just chilling, negotiating. I got a revelation. I said, if I'd stop looking at the waves and start watching the captain. So I just turned around in my seat, Brother Locke. I said, Brother Dix, were you born here? Yep. Lived here all my life. Said you spent a lot of time on this water all my life. Him, 78 years old, no life jacket on. He's just hanging out back there, his hair blowing in the breeze, looking like he's Rock Hudson or something. Oh, you folks don't know who Rock Hudson is. Do I have anybody here over 70 that knows who Rock Hudson was? He was just this, you know, icon. My mother liked him, I think. Just fearless. And I sat there and I watched Brother Dix all the way back to shore. Peaceful. Boat was rocking, but I didn't care because my eyes were on the captain. And I just stirred up some faith and confidence. 
come on, the devil's been browbeating some of you. You've suffered some loss lately. You've suffered some damage lately. I'm here to tell you, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. It ain't over yet. The boat's not home yet. Trust the captain. Begin to praise him and magnify him. Keep your mind, keep your mind. I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I'm taking my family. I'm taking my grandkids. I'm taking my children. I'm taking my mom, my dad. I've got power and I love God. He loves me and I've got a sound mind. Praise God. Help me out. Go ahead.